0: Welcome to The Roger Snipes Show. My name is Roger Snipes. I'm a lifetime natural fitness enthusiast with a key interest in physical and mental development, where science and nature create synergy, bringing you lifestyle optimization. This podcast is brought to you by Keon Aminos, Amino acids are the catalyst for nearly every physiological function, including protein synthesis. Unlike branched-chain amino acids, which only use three amino acids, Kion aminos comprise of nine essential amino acids. A deficiency in one of them would have detrimental effects on muscle preservation. Kion aminos have bioavailability and are clean. They don't have any artificial additives or preservatives. If you're looking to preserve muscle whilst losing body fat, then these are incredible. Check getkeon.com forward slash Snipes Aminos. That website link again is getkeon.com forward slash Snipes Aminos. And use coupon code SNIPES20 and get 20% off at checkout. This podcast is also brought to you by Keon Flex. Having good joints is paramount, regardless of what age you are. But when it comes to health, most people focus on muscles or the heart. Flex is for your joints. It helps to reduce inflammatory response from physical exercise. So if you have swelling or soreness or mild joint discomfort, then this can help. More people need to focus on flexibility and mobility. And now they can with Keon Flex. Check out getkeon.com forward slash SnipesFlex. That website link again is getKeon.com forward slash SnipesFlex and use coupon code Snipes20 and get 20% off your order. Hi guys, welcome to episode 20. the Roger Snipe show, greatly appreciated Thank you very much for all of your great feedback and um, returning back I'm getting more and more people which I'm going to be taking on the show Um, so it's pretty much a backlog of people that I need to make sure that I um, get these interviews done, anyhow today's guest is a friend of mine actually which I met back in 2011, I think. Um, Yeah, so I met him on the fitness scene um, when I was kind of new to the fitness scene. And I think he was relatively new at the same time as well. And um, yeah, it was one of those where um, both of your energies are aligned. You know, you just got those sorts of people where you meet them, you get talking... And it just feels right. And you think to yourself, this is going to be a long-term friend. <laughs> now, we don't talk very often, but when we do, it's like there was no space in between. Like we'd been talking for ages. So I reached out to him and asked him whether, whether he would be happy to be on my show And he was able to find some time in the the day, so greatly appreciative. So the guest today goes by the name of Andrew Fisher. And Andrew is a UK Classic Physique champion and IFBB pro. A man of many talents. Andrew was a finalist in the 2006 X Factor with his vocal group and went on to... Support artists such as Boys to Men and Neo. Now, Andrew believes that what you put in is what you get out, and he set his sights on winning the UK Classic Physique Championship in 2016, then in 2019, won at the Amateur Olympia and gained his professional status with the IFBB. Now with his ambition of competing at Mr. Olympia, Andrew is definitely one to watch out for. Okay, let's bring on today's guest. Yes,
1: Andrew, how's it going, man? Not bad, not bad at all.
0: Wicked, thank you very much for being on my podcast, The Roger Snipes Show. It's been a long time, it's been a long yes. time. <laughs> so, first time I, what was the first time I met you? It was in uh, Muscle Mania.
1: Um, was it before Muscle Mania? Or was it in um, Mania? It may have been with, uh, was it Miami Pro at the time? Oh, wow. Miami Pro. Because I remember,
0: I, I competed in Miami Pro in two thousand. Well, no, so the lady Angie Weston who was running Miami Pro, she yeah. used to run a show called Fame UK. Fame. <laughs> Do you remember? Yeah. Fame,
1: yeah, that's, that's, that's one we met. Fame. Really, I think so. And, and then, 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 then Muscle Mania, Muscle Mania,
0: okay, okay, so Fame UK, and then Muscle Mania, and that was um. That was 2000, September, September 2011, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah. Yes. And what shows did you do before that, um, that competition That competition there?
1: So there was Fame UK. Um, before that, I, I did do, I think my first show was BNBF. And um, I remember at the time, and my partner at the time, she wasn't really into bodybuilding. All and right. she said, "Yeah." She said to me, um, "If you place fifth place or below, knock it on the head. Don't do any more bodybuilding ever." Really? Yeah. Oh, oh my god! Wow! And I came fourth.
0: Oh, so you scraped it then, yeah? Scraped it. So your relationship persisted because of that. Yeah. I don't think I've heard anything like that. I think in terms of relationships, I've heard where it can be quite tough where, you know, because when it comes to the dieting, sometimes, um, partners, they can't deal with the dieting and how strict it is. Maybe, um, if there's some mood swings or something like that, like, you know, relationships break because of that. Um, what's your take on that? What's your thoughts on that? Have you had an issue in your relationship where, it's something to do with your competing at all? Like where maybe you've had to dedicate so much time to your training or your diet may be affecting your mood or it's too boring for the household or anything like that. Have have you had anything like that in a previous relationship before?
1: Um, Yeah, well, I was in that relationship for for a long time. And initially um, there were a lot of hiccups I think possibly if, if i if i could go back in time i'd probably get somebody to help me prep because a, a lot of the issue was around me prepping and making sure that i was doing things correctly i wasn't doing things correctly all the time so maybe at times i was going into overkill when i didn't necessarily have to so if i had the guidance um i probably wouldn't have to be as strict as i you know thought i needed to be you know a lot of guys now they have because I didn't know about cheat meals when I first started. Right, you gotta know about that, bro. That's that's survival. <laughs> that's facility. <laughs> well, as far as I was concerned, it was twenty four seven, seven days a week. You on your diet. You, know?
0: <laughs> <laughs> you learn about the cheat meal before the diet. <laughs> no. Oh man. Okay.
1: No. It was just twenty four seven. So, you know, I was pretty strict. Um, to be fair, she, bared, she she bared with me and, um, you know, she did support me um, mm. even though she wasn't happy about what I was doing. And, and it can be quite selfish. Um, and at times my head wasn't at home. You know, my head was either at the gym or on stage or, you know, so, you know, it, it did have an impact on the relationship. And um, I do think that, um, you know, if I could turn back time, there's a lot of things I would have done differently and you know i think at the end of the day you do have to wonder whether your relationship you know is is it worth um your relationship and that's something Mm -hmm. i wouldn't encourage people to think about you know because when you get to 50 60 years old you know (laughs) you won't be on stage you know and that person will still be there if you're lucky
0: yeah yeah absolutely it's definitely something to think about and i think um the diet is a, a true test uh as to whether the relationship will survive, to be honest. Um, because that'll probably be one of the hardest times. Um there'll be other, there's other points in a relationship, but dieting and just the mindset you have to go through, the um the stress, the, the potential arguments, it's yep. it's insane. Anyway, um, okay, so before Muscle Mania, what
1: competitions did you do before then? Well, I did BNBF, um, mm. I did UK DFBA. I don't know if you ever do that one,
0: yes, I've heard of that yeah. one, yeah. Um, what else did I do? Um, what does that stand for, DFBA? UK, um, oh, is it drug? You get drugs for okay. free. <laughs> I, think, <laughs> I want to I join.
1: <laughs> I think it's something to do with drug testing, the drug testing um, federation. Um, so it, it, it's supposed to, to say that you're, you know, everybody in the competition is um, lifetime.
0: Okay, okay. And um, did you ever compete in uh, UK BFF No, not UK BFF my bad. No, what's the other one? BNBF.
1: Yeah, I did BNBF. That's the, one, the first one I did where I came fourth.
0: Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right, okay. So BNBF, that's another uh, natural federation, isn't it? Yeah, it is. It so is. Think, what, what sort of tests do they do there? I understand that. Do they do a urinal test there?
1: Um, at BNBF, I didn't get any tests. Oh, really? Yeah, the only competition that tested me, and that was a, it was a polygraph test. Mm-hmm. that was the uk dfba
0: oh right okay
1: other right. than that I, I never got tested by any any organization
0: so with the polygraph test do you have something like wired up to your head and to your wrist and how how does it work exactly
1: yeah <laughs> it does. Is, is... you have some wires stuck on you and um uh, they didn't put anything on my head i think it's just on my arms and just taking my impulse to see if my pulse changed when they asked me all these ridiculously stupid questions. <laughs> <laughs> Are you male? <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <I'm> like, <laughs>
1: yeah.
0: Because <laughs> mm, mm. I've heard about it, and I'm like, wow. Because it to me, it seems like something which you would get like a, on a interrogation. You know, like where you're wired up and ask some questions and stuff like that. Yeah. Um Okay, so now you are a IFBB pro. Yeah. Um,
1: when did you get your pro title? Um, I actually, I got my pro title last year, November, sorry, October last year, um, mm. October the 7th. And, uh, but I, I did win the British title, the UK BFF British title in 2016. Right. However, they weren't giving um, Pro Cards to classic bodybuilders at, at that point. I think it was the next year they decided to give classic bodybuilders a Pro Card.
0: Oh, wow. Yeah. Wow. So for all your hard work, you would never get a Pro Card if you, were, if you was a classic bodybuilder. Is that the That's way
1: right. it worked? That's up until then, yeah. yeah.
0: Why did they feel at the time that it wasn't worth having a Pro Card for someone who is in the classic division?
1: I think there was a lot of um, conflict between the Americans and the British um, organisation in terms of the UK BFF. So the UK BFF BFF is the British um, organisation and the um, American organisation is called the NPC. Okay. So um, they're both amateur um, organisations to the IFBB Pro. So um, if, if you win at NPC in America, if you win a classic physique NPC in America, you become a um, IFBB Pro. But at the time in the UK, the UK weren't doing that. Um, they had their own reasons and I, and I think possibly what it was is that um, they wanted athletes, this is my opinion, I, I think, think they wanted athletes to just keep competing. Right. And the more athletes who competed year round the more money they would make so if athletes were competing and and getting pro status there would be less athletes competing <laughs> right so um the more the more the more athletes they could keep in their stable and keep loyal to competing on a year round basis um the more money they would make and um, america weren't um, really happy with the way um the uk were would running the the UK arm of the MPC um, or the UK BFF. So okay. um, they split in 2017, they split. Um, so in 2017, you could either have a IFBB pro card or a UK BFF elite pro card.
0: Which means, what, so is elite... it the same thing? <laughs> no. No? <laughs> no. no. <laughs> okay. no.
1: With the IFBB pro card, so if I win a pro show now, I'll get to compete at Mr. Olympia. Okay. So that's the one everybody wants to compete at, at Mr. Olympia. Mm. With the UK BFF um, pro elite card, you still just compete at shows and go around different countries competing at shows, paying your membership, paying your show fee, and filling their pockets with money.
0: So, what's the benefit from doing that exactly? What What is the benefit? Why Why do people actually do that?
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> why 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 What's the goal? Well, apparently, that I mean, if you accumulate enough points, you get some money at the end of the year. Um, right. Okay. And if you don't, you... then. <laughs> <laughs> But that's when you spent all your money on hotels and tanning and for shows and, you know, so you're so, chilling out.
0: When you, sorry, when you become a pro,
1: yeah.
0: Um, do they pay for you to compete in places? Like, do, okay, do, do they cover any expenses? Like if you travel somewhere, like, I don't know. Um, Madrid or, I don't know, Barcelona, you know, those sort of things? Or do you have to cover the cost yourself? What do they cover when you're a pro?
1: Well, as an IFBB pro, um, they Mm. don't cover... IFBB doesn't cover anything. Okay. Um, I'm lucky enough to have a sponsor who will pay for my shows. Um, So, technically, all I have to pay for is flights and, and accommodation. Um, mm. so and, and I think with the shows that you compete at, you it, usually the top five will win some kind of prize money. Um, I think the minimum top five is probably two thousand pounds. Okay, so, so if you win that, win your pro show, win and get to the Olympia, then you start making money, you can make a living. Um, but I think um, people have to be realistic you know and um, you have to look at um, how good you technically are you know and if if you can get to that level you know um, where could you go and if you can you know um, win a competition you have to really ask yourself can I win a competition yeah you know and um, if the answer is yes then the possibilities are you can make some money
0: okay okay and um, okay let's say for instance you make it to the olympia what's the what's 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 the grand total what's the big what's the biggest prize you can get on the olympia stage
1: well i think at the olympia i think um they're still trying to get um the men's classic bodybuilders to have um even i'd say a third of what they get as the open bodybuilders so Okay. I think the, the, the Classic Physique, they probably get about £20,000 as okay. the winner.
0: All right. Whereas
1: the, the winner of the Open Bodybuilding, I think they get £400,000. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> you know, but um, yeah, and along with that, you get the I think the prestige of winning, but also you know, you do get a lot more sponsorships. You get um, people who will you know support you financially in mm. your career so so when you
0: say the open that's uh the guys who are like crazy heavy
1: yeah crazy All right. huge yeah
0: All right and you get there's a lot more chances of sponsors in that one as well yeah yeah mm. there is, there is. <clears throat> so um in in um, becoming a pro mm-hmm. like how many shows did you have to do because you said you were competing as uh in classic uk bff was it yep and with that you couldn't become a pro
1: or something well they weren't giving pro cards with the uk bff at the time i was competing right so Mm -hmm. um in order for me to get a pro card and ultimately get to competing at the mr olympia i had to switch to the um american um the american organization right right Um, they call it the npc in america so what they do they brought it over here but they've called it two bros pro right which is the american version of the npc so if you compete with two bros pro and win your pro card then you can compete at the olympia
0: right okay Um, how many shows did you have to do to get your pro card with the two bros pro
1: (laughs) right so technically um, i only had to do one show a single show really
0: yeah okay
1: um the, the reason i say that is because they have the amateur olympia and if you win at the amateur olympia then you automatically get your pro card. Right. Um, With Two Bros Pro, what they did last year, they had regional shows. And um, from the regional show, if you won the regional, then you'd go on to the British final. And then if you won the British final, you'd get a pro card. Right. So last year they had, I'd say, two opportunities to win a pro card. Um. Mm -hmm. But it's funny because last year um I did I did a regional show in September and um I placed seventh in the regional show. And um I was really upset. I was gonna give up. <laughs> I was driving home with my friend and I was like, This is it man, it's over. <laughs> I'm knocking it on the head, no more shows for me because if I can't even win my category i didn't even win my category in a regional show so yeah category a b c and d Mm. and in my category i placed seventh so all the guys who won the category they come together and then they win then one person wins overall and they go on to the british final got you so i didn't even place (laughs) top five in my category so i was i was distraught and um I had two choices, because four weeks later, there was the amateur Olympia. And I thought to myself, I'm in shape. Um, I may as well give it one last goal. Train hard. And it's ironic, Roger, because in in 2016, when I won the British title, that year my mum passed away. And my head was really into my training. My head was buried into my training. I trained like a beast. Yeah. And then I won the, the British. So I decided between the show, the 7th of September, and the show, the 6th of October, I'm going to train like it was 2016 again. Right. So I got my head down, and I just trained and trained. I did, and I was cardio in the morning, then weights. So I was in the gym for two hours in the morning, then I'd go back in the evening, same thing. I was cardio weights, and I was doing that every single day for the four weeks and then wow. I got to the amateur Olympia and um I saw mark hector. have you heard you know mark hector mark hector? no, I don't think so yeah he was, well he was backstage mark hector he 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 went out to q eight the other day he's come back um, but he's 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 a new um IFBB pro okay. and um okay he's a new <laughs> IFBB pro so he um one second second everything okay cheers <laughs> 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 Um. Yeah. So yeah, he's a new IFBB pro, um, and um, I met Mark years ago at Bodley Co. And um, I just felt, you know, he turned pro the year before. I just felt like it was not going to happen for me that day, and um, I was tra- I was warming up backstage, and the guy who won the regional four weeks before. I saw him, he was in my category again. Right. So I was like, wow, my gosh. <laughs> oh, God, yeah. And so <laughs> I thought to myself, you know, I'm just going to enjoy this and make the most of it and then just go home, eat some cake and chill out.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I've had that feeling before, after um, a show. <laughs>
1: yeah.
0: Or before so a show.
1: I, um, I went on stage and um, when they was doing the thing, they put me in the first call out and in my head I was like this must be a mistake <laughs> <Because> <laughs> they put me right next to the guy who had won four weeks before he was mm-hmm. right in the middle then they changed me for the guy who had won the week the four weeks before and put me in the middle and I was like what the hell is going on <laughs> so I was like you know what And and I think If I'm honest, most of the guys on stage, I've got 20 years on them. You know, so I think from my perspective, I'm I'm not nervous. I'm just like, all right, let's just do this. Mm. So I was posing. I remember the guy, he was sweating, man. He was just pouring me water. And I was (laughs) like, come on, man. Just just enjoy (laughs) it, man. Just be cool. cool." (laughs) Because I didn't think I was going to beat him anyway. So I was like, you know, let's just do this, man. Just enjoy it and then um when they called my name later i just could not believe it i could not believe it i couldn't believe it. four weeks before i'd placed seventh in a regional and then now i've won my category and i'm going into the t- i'm i'm going into the um overalls for the IFBB pro card <laughs> it's insane yeah it was it, it, Roger, it was just surreal surreal i still i'm still pinching myself now mm mm so what will be the next step from now? The next step is an IFBB Pro show. Mm. Um, and um, just winning that and then Mr. Olympia. Mm. Okay. So I'm two shows away from Mr. Olympia.
0: Two shows. Okay. okay.
1: So how old are you now? I'm going to be 45 in June.
0: 45 in June. Yeah. How many years do you th- would you say you've got left in bodybuilding? wow
1: I don't know I mean um, because I'm looking at the guy who won the 2 on 2 last year he was 47 right yeah Dexter Jackson's just decided to retire he's what 50 50, isn't it? 50 yeah 50 years
0: old yeah and there's good reason why they call him the blade you know that's right that's right Every single show, the dude looks incredible at 50.
1: Yeah.
0: So you're hoping to be the next blade or the not
1: next blade, but
0: (laughs) (laughs) there's only one blade. But there's only one blade. (laughs) I would, I've
1: always, I've always wanted to get the same, emulate the same physique as Flex Wheeler. Oh, yeah. You know, that for me, that's the ultimate classic physique.
0: Incredible. Yeah. That is incredible. Um, people say that bodybuilding is a lonely sport. Do you feel competing on the stage um, could affect your relationships with other people? Do you feel as though it is a lonely sport or no? Um,
1: I would say that it is a lonely sport but i don't think it's the only long-term sport i think um fitness in general i think um because a, a lot of people think that when people go to the gym or train the only thing they're training is their body but it's just as uh, emotional and educational and edifying as as um you know anything else in terms of training your mind because the determination and the focus that you have to have it's it's not a physical thing it's not manifest through lifting weights, it's a mental thing so you you know you you find yourself in a place where um you think differently to people you um look at things differently to other people um you know. I get up in the morning at five thirty to train. Nobody tells me to do it. Yeah. Nobody's asking me to do it, you know. So when I get to work and um, I'm working with um, my staff team or with young people, you know, and um, sometimes you have to pass on the motivation that you have and that you've yeah. generated through your life in fitness. Through mm. you, you know, having that determination to get up and do what you need to do, do what's necessary, it then translates into other things. So it is very lonely because not many people have that mindset.
0: Mm. Mm. You, know, so. you mentioned that it, it's also in other areas of fitness. You feel as though it's not just bodybuilding, it's in fitness. No, I mean,
1: I watch boxers, you know, I watch um, footballers. You know, I watched a documentary on Ronaldo, um, and mm. um, you know his determination to to practice and to make sure he is at the highest level. Mm. You know, and even um, Kobe Bryant, you know, they always said he was always the first on the um, basketball court to practice, and then when everybody's going home, he's still there.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: You know, it's it's that mindset of you know being the only person who um and sometimes you are the only person sometimes you're lucky enough to have others around you um but um usually um if you want to get to a certain level you're the only one who will do that you know
0: yeah yeah i've found that myself as well like i've had lots of training partners in the past but it's like I'm always the last one standing, <laughs> yeah. um, and you know I've always felt as though I don't want to get into a habit of well, just being used to training with someone else. Yeah. I don't mind doing it on the odd occasion as as a bonus, every once in a while, as the odd push here and there. Mm-hmm. But I don't want to get into a routine where I I am used to someone else being there because yeah. the moment they fall off, then I'm I'm used to it now, like they've fallen off now i'm going to fall off you know
1: yeah, yeah, yeah 100% yeah
0: so um yeah. yeah i definitely feel to some degree it can be quite lonely um, um so you've moved over from you trained in uh BNBF yeah. was it DFBA was it called UK DFBA <laughs> UK UK DFBA uh muscle mania yeah um and now IFBB
1: yeah and then
0: yeah okay. yeah, yeah. So, oh yeah and there was uh Miami Pro as well right yeah oh, the briefly fame. yeah, yeah. <laughs> briefly <laughs> i have done one show as well <laughs> yeah one show um when was that <laughs> i can't remember it was like i know it was 2011 and yeah. i i just done it i just wanted to do a show in the middle of Prepping for mm-hmm. WrestleMania championship final. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Everyone was talking about fame UK and I was like, okay, I'm gonna go do it. <laughs> okay, so the things that are in common with the previous federations that you competed in was mm-hmm. that they were all natural and tested shows, isn't it? So well, yeah, yeah. Well, supposed to be natural, apparently. Yeah. Musclemania, mm, don't know about that, and that was one of the reasons I thought, Do you know what, forget this. I was like, look at the size of these guys. That's a liar. You know what I mean? What are you trying to tell me? Genetics? Ah, oh, come on, man. That's the reason why I thought, Do you know what, forget this. Like, if if I'm gonna go into a show which is like, you know, just like untested, and we 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 understand what's going on here, that's fine. Um, which is the reason why I decided let me check out uh, was it WBFF because it seemed a bit more I knew that loads of people decided they're going to take stuff but it was all a matter of the way you looked and it wasn't like trying to look jacked up or anything like that yeah Yeah.
1: more presentation Presentation. Yeah. yeah
0: exactly now when I look at the when I look at the the types of bodies that are in IFBB it's something out of this world It's completely different from when you look at all the other shows. And the reason being is because a lot of the people there, or in fact, all of the pros need to take some kind of performance enhancer to help them to achieve that certain look, um, to help them to maintain the muscle mass while they're doing the extreme diets, um, maintain their maybe their testosterone levels, um, during the diet as well. Um, yeah. or maybe something to help to, uh, give them more protein synthesis. Mm-hmm. Um, so moving over to IFBB, I'm sure you would have understood that this is a decision which I'm going to need to take. Yeah. Is it, did okay so when you made that decision to go over to ifbb what was your initial thoughts when you wanted to compete with them like your goal what was it just to to change federation or was it to you wanted to um compete in the olympia like what
1: was what was the goal there yeah 100 my my goal has always been to compete at the olympia right Um, I think that there's there's been times when I've thought to myself, you know, I don't think I can do it. But I think um, there's always a situation where um, you overcome and you you realise that you are actually better than you give yourself credit for. Yeah. Um, when I won the British in 2016, um, I didn't get a pro card. I did um I did write to them and ask them why I couldn't get a pro card um but they just said that they weren't giving pro cards out and um it was quite disappointing I I I then the, the following year I did the Arnold classic europe and um I placed fourth in my my category in that and which was a pretty high standard because it was all of europe um and um I was kind of I was kind of drifting but I, I realized that I'd I'd gone I'd fulfilled and I'd got to my peak in terms of size in in terms of what I could do. Um 2016 I'd I'd just turned 40. Um and I was a natural so I, I remember I came up to me after the British and he said you do realize that you're the only natural British champion. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like oh, real I am You know and um but the thing is I I'd 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 started training when I was twenty-eight, twenty-nine, um so you know, for those eleven years um you know I'd pushed myself to my natural limits and I'd noticed that I like my weight even when I dieted down, it would never be more than a certain amount. Got you. Yeah. You know, and so I knew that I'd reached my peak. I knew that I'd pushed every single muscle in my body to, you know, its natural peak. And, and you know, that showed in the fact that I actually won the British title as a natural.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, and yeah. Um, at what point um, did you know that, okay, now I need to... Look into something which is gonna give me an edge, and um, how? Who, who is it you need to speak to, to to find out what is the 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 correct procedures to take when you are looking at uh, let's like performance enhancers? Like, yeah, um, there's so much out there, like it, it's crazy. I've heard people tell me stuff I've never even heard of. There's the yeah. typical like typical stuff which you hear all the time. Um, growth hormone. Um, I mean, steroids is like pretty obvious. But then you learn that there's loads of different types of steroids. Um, is, are there different types of testosterones or is it just like one? There's different types. <laughs> oh really? Oh my god. Yeah. Okay. Um, I don't know. Pro hormones and yeah, uh, um, something called SARMs or something. Yeah. SAMS. Yeah. Man, I get people DMing me saying like, "Yeah, which one's the best one to take?" I'm like, dude, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> You're better off asking Google.
1: <laughs> I think that's where people need to go. To. Yeah. So the, the, yeah,
0: yeah I and mean, look, so you, you know, you've reached your your natural peak, and you need to think about your health. Yeah. So, how do you make a decision in? venturing in an area where you know you're going to need to take something and making sure that you're taking care of your health as well?
1: Well, the first thing is um, research um, and asking people who know medically about um, the different types of substances and different types of things that you can actually use. Um, Because obviously it can be quite dangerous because you put in something... Um, into your body that is, you know, not naturally um, in, well, you you do have natural testosterone and so on, but it's a foreign body that you're putting into yourself. So you do need to make sure you research and understand what it is that will work for you and what you need. And um, I was very lucky because, like I said, I'd reached my full potential. So I knew that I didn't need very much to take me to the next level mm. and when i say the next level for me um it's probably about 10 to 15 pounds heavier than i was when i won the british so right. i wouldn't need um so for example a lot of the the the, the open bodybuilders they probably use growth hormone um they'd probably use insulin Um these are things that um can be quite dangerous
0: I understand um, um insulin could be very dangerous, even on a on a natural sense you want to take care of your insulin. But to do it synthetically? Synthetically, yeah. Okay. Yeah. And growth hormone as well
1: can be dangerous. Yeah, yeah. I think oh, um Okay. Yeah, with with growth hormone. Um because our bodies our bodies are producing growth hormone. Mm. And with anything that you put in your body if you have more than your body actually is producing your body will start to shut its own production down Mm. so when you do stop using it your body's not producing growth hormone anymore at all so it's the same with testosterone if you're using um too much testosterone your body's gonna say well i don't need to produce this there's so much in my system Yeah,
0: that I do know. It kind of down-regulates as opposed to um, continuing on where it left off from. It won't do that. Um, But where is the part where it might be dangerous with the growth hormone? I didn't know about that. Yeah, uh, the the thing
1: with growth hormone, um, it's not so much actually using it, it's the people who actually abuse it. Okay. So um, with growth hormone, One other thing about it is if you notice, some bodybuilders, um, as they get bigger, their chin's getting bigger, their head's getting bigger, (laughs) their hands are getting bigger.
0: Their hands too.
1: Yeah. And most importantly, what gets bigger is their heart. Right. So growth hormone doesn't distinguish between muscles or body parts. Mm. So if you're using growth hormone, everything's going to grow. So if your heart is overgrown, or you, if it's, you could have a heart attack. <laughs> oh right, so, yeah. So that's that's a lot of people um, who are using growth hormone or who use growth hormone, they're susceptible to heart attacks. Mm, okay, you know, and that's where we get the distended stomachs as well, because every organ within your body is a muscle. Mm. So if you're using growth hormone, and like I said, it's not. It doesn't distinguish between muscles. It doesn't say, oh, your heart's not a muscle. It's not a bicep. <laughs> you know, it doesn't say, you know, your lungs aren't a
0: It grows uh, your voluntary and involuntary muscles as well.
1: That's right.
0: That's right. So, um don't know if we could talk about your stack. <laughs> your stack! <laughs> Well, what, what, what is it okay for, for you to compete? Like, what, what do you need to take, bro? Right,
1: well, like I said, um, I won the British at 40 years old as a natural. That's pretty amazing. So, from my perspective, mm. um, when you reach to a certain age, testosterone levels are dropping off. Um, most people are getting hormone replacement treatment for women it's hormone replacement treatment For men it's T R T testosterone replacement treatment. So right. um in terms of um additional testosterone, um, it's more beneficial at that age. So that is a plus for me. Um Got you. in terms of what I use, I don't want people to, to go out and copy what I use. <laughs> you don't need well. to go into detail, but yeah, just um yeah. I use very, very little. Um, and when I say little, I use the minimum because, um, I mean it for the, I want to get quality muscle rather than just rushed or, you know, just blowing up for the sake of blowing up mm-hmm. and then um, you're more likely to hold to your muscle if that's the way you do it in a slower pace. Mm-hmm. But also, like I said, I'm, I'm only trying to put on 10 to 15 pounds of muscle to compete in the category I want to compete in. And that's oh. classic
0: physique. Over what period of time are you hoping to achieve that? To gain that well, amount of muscle? Um, I've achieved it. Oh, right. Oh, okay. <laughs> You're there. <laughs> yeah. Chuck the stack away. <laughs> so is, is it just the testosterone or is there anything else that you would need to?
1: Um. I use very little testosterone. Okay. Um, In fact, most of the time I use something called Rad 140, which is it's it's like a psalm, but it's, um, you know, it just boosts your own testosterone. And also it is kind of a testosterone supplement. Right. Um, I've never heard of that. Um,
0: But what is a psalm anyway? I hear people talking about it. They say, oh, it's similar, but it's not quite a steroid. And I'm like, "Okay." That doesn't.
1: It's a, yeah, it's a, it is a steroid. It, it is, is. A, right. Yeah. Okay. Um, I don't know the um all of the biological terms and so on, but it does act like a steroid. Um, mm. however, it's not something you have to inject. It's a tablet. Oh, okay. So, um,
0: what's your thoughts on um, the injectables and the non-injectables? I hear that. Um, yeah, the ones you take as a tablet is pretty
1: harmful for the liver yeah that's the problem i think any tablet and because you can have liver damage from um i remember last year i had a blood test and there were some issues with my kidney right um but it was because i was um taking ibuprofen high strength ibuprofen i was taking 400 milligram tablets um how I, often was you taking them all the time because i was dri- doing a lot of driving. And um, I had pain in my left knee. So I was just popping these pills just to get rid of this pain while I was oh driving.
0: Oh my God, seriously? <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> so, um, yeah, I just went through a period where I was just using ibuprofen and, um, yeah, it showed up on my um, my tests. And that's another thing, making sure that you get test- tested regularly so you know exactly what's going on with your body. You know, So that's yeah. one thing I do. Yeah
0: how often should a person get tested when they are when they need to have a a cycle or whatever when competing
1: i think most people have like a 12 to 18 week cycle um okay i think you should get tested at the beginning middle and then end of your cycle Mm. so you can see what's happening how it's affected you would you need to back off you know and so on and um just making sure it's right for you. What sort of
0: tests should a person do? Should they have like um, just a blood test or should there be any other tests?
1: Um, it, it should be a blood test, um, but there are other tests that people can do. Um, I think w- one of the things that I, I, well, I was supposed to have this week is um, an x-ray. And um, right. because, uh, although you know, because I've been training since the last sixteen years, you know, and the impact on my joints, and like I said, I was having pain in my knees last year. Mm-hmm. So you know, I'll I'll have X-rays. I'll make sure. But because of this corona thing, I've I've avoided the hospital. <laughs> <laughs> so,
0: um, are you sure they'd yeah. even take you? I, I've heard that they just shut, like, unless you got the virus, they don't want to hear. So <laughs> that's,
1: that's it. Even supposed then? To be today, Yeah. It's supposed mm. to be today. I didn't even call. I just didn't go. Um, mm. So, yeah, I'd, I'd get x rays just to see if my joints are okay. Um, mm. Making sure that, um, you know, I'll get regular um, checkups with. Um, with uh, like massage therapists and so on. Yeah. Just making sure that, you know, I'm in good nick. Um, because, they, you know, it, it is a selfish sport, but at the end of the day, you know, I'm a single dad, you know, so I've got to make sure that, um, you know, I'm around for as long as possible. That's
0: it, man. That's the goal. Yeah. Um, have you ever tried red light therapy?
1: No, I've heard of it, but I've never tried it.
0: Just click the link in my bio and use my discount canal joke, but just (laughs) click the link in my bio and just, just check it out. Have a look. Um, like it's really cool, man. It helps with like, um, like reduce inflammations, which you might have in the body. Um, helps with like, um, like cellular health, um, helps to boost your mitochondria. I remember I used to, because I've got like a red light panel in, in my office, in my house. And mm-hmm. um, for years, I used to have a, I don't know if it was a dodgy knee, but it, I used to have a, a, an acute pain in my right knee. And yeah. it was there for years. But it wasn't, it wasn't terrible. It was like, I'd feel it in the morning, always. So yeah. I'd get out of bed and I would limp on one leg. And then after warming up, then it would go. I wouldn't need to think about it. But if I was sitting in a spot, especially when I was on a plane, if I was sitting on a plane for a long period, when I get up, I would feel it. But the moment I started to use this red light panel and shine it on my knee, I was like, hopefully this will get rid of it. And I was using it and using it and using it. And then one day when I got out of the bed, it was like, I was so used to limping. It was just a natural thing. I would limp. And I was like, that's weird. I didn't limp and it was almost like I was trying to find the pain to confirm that I should limp, if that makes sense. So yeah. I was searching for it, I was like, why can't I feel it? Like, where is it gone? And then that was until I realized, well, actually, the red light therapy must be working because I haven't felt it for a few days, but I just it just didn't register, I didn't think about it. Yeah. So it might be something worth looking into. Yeah. Um, there's loads of different like red light therapy panels. You've got some which have like a directional light that you can shine directly in whatever spot you want to work on. Yeah. And also you got like massive panels where you can shine the whole light on your whole body. Okay. Yeah. So it, ju- it doesn't just work on the surface, but it actually works on a cellular level on a yeah. cellular level as well, because that's how it boosts your mitochondria Um and it helps to, the, the panels as well have like the, um, not just a red light, but it has um, infrared, like near infrared. So it penetrates the skin and does some miraculous stuff. So oh, wow. definitely have a read into that. You know, okay. if, if yeah. you, last thing you want to be doing is taking painkillers, man. I've heard yeah. some
1: horror yeah. stories.
0: <laughs> it's some horror
1: <laughs> stuff. I know, I know, I know. I know. Those, have, those are done there. What was that? Those those days are gone, man.
0: Good. Good. Have you ever um done a DNA test before?
1: No. I know who my parents are. So. Oh okay. <laughs> <laughs> Talking about your kid, no joke. Um
0: <laughs> No, like um there's there's some amazing <laughs> DNA tests where you can learn a lot about whether you have like genetic predispositions and stuff like that yeah. I've done one on myself where I learned I've got um, one of my predispositions is something called APOE4 which okay. is for um, it's the uh, the genetic mutation for Alzheimer's
1: so okay.
0: yeah so I've been blessed with that <laughs> wow. so basically what that means for me is um. Although I have uh, the predisposition, it means that I just need to be careful with whatever I do in my life. You know. Right. Yes. Yeah. It's, it's all. It's all lifestyle factors. Like, um. You know, when it comes to genetics, a lot of the time, the reason why I brought this up is because sometimes it might be worth it to have a look and see what genetic predispositions you might have or what potential you might have or disadvantages you might have so that you are able to like, work on these things accordingly. So one of my DNA tests, I learned the sort of training principles that I should incorporate. So for instance, there was a test which showed my endurance to power ratio. And my power was 60 and my, no, yeah, power was 60, endurance was 40. So what I started to do was I would, I started to change my, my training routine. I reduced the amount of repetitions I was doing and just increased the sets. And then yeah. from there, I noticed my body started to grow so much quicker, my strength started to increase. Yeah. And um, I think it was because when I used to sprint, when I was younger, um i used to do lots of high repetitions you're right there
1: <laughs> yeah yeah yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. <laughs> just got to note for me <laughs> <laughs> um but yeah you know understanding what type of training would work best for my genetics um uh, determined the the choices that i made but yeah, yeah. It, it might be worth looking into the reason why i say that is because environmental factors will can determine what your genes are going to do so if you have a a genetic mutation um then like for instance i've got the apoe 4 for alzheimer's if i start to right there um oh really Hello, still there? I'm I'm still here. Yeah. I'm okay. Still here. I'm still here. Yeah. So, <clears throat> if I decide to um, sleep really badly, if I stop um, training my mind through kind of like uh, cognitive exercises, if I stress a lot, um, if I eat like uh, nutrient deficient food and um, I don't know, start taking drugs, um, yeah. recreational, then these could be trigger factors to switch on the APOE for um, genetic mutation. Right. So <clears throat> it might be good to look into, all right, do you have any certain things in your genetics?
1: Yeah.
0: That, you know what I'm saying? That yeah. could work to your advantage, but could, might work to your disadvantage if you do certain things, you know.
1: I need mean, to do it, Roger. I really do. Um, two of my family members, my two sisters, passed away from um, heart conditions, mm. which they haven't been able to identify. Right. So, right. Um, that really sounds like something I need to do.
0: Um, really important. So yeah. when you say family members, like how close? Like what are they? Auntie, cousin, what? sisters sisters oh yeah yeah right what about your parents so your parents had any
1: issues my mom was um my mom had a few strokes um, right and um eventually when she passed away it was after um, multiple multiple strokes um my dad's quite healthy um my older sister she passed away she was Basically, she was at the hospital with my other sister, who was pregnant at the time, holding mm-hmm. her hand. And um, they said her eyes just rolled back in her head, and she she was gone. And then my other sister, she um she just didn't wake up. Right. Yeah.
0: So okay, how many sisters are we talking about here? Well, just the two. Yeah? Just two sisters. Yeah. Right.
1: And they all both heart conditions. Yeah, but the the second case, I think that. They were saying that it was a possible aneurysm for my older sister who passed away first. Then my se- the second sister who passed away, um, they sent her heart away for examination and they didn't seem to find any um, reason for her passing. They said it was something called um, sudden arthritmi- arth- 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 um disease. Um, so it had something to do with the, the rhythm of the heart right um right. so not many people actually die from it but um they were saying that they assume it was that because they couldn't find anything else mm. so yeah dna test sounds like something I, I need to to get my head into yeah uh,
0: absolutely you can get it there so a couple of them i done and one of them was a real comprehensive test I can send you a PDF and you can see mine. Okay. Um, it, it, there's so much in there, like pages and pages. So the report has about 500 different markers or something like they can even tell you about personality traits. Um, yeah. Oh. Um, certain gifts, but they've also got like, um, cause some people will be like, mm, I don't know about the research on that. Um, but they they also have something in there. What do they call it? it it's almost like the strength of their research. So they, they'll give a number between maybe one to five. And they'll say, you know, on the strength of the research, we'll give it a three or a four or a five. Or, you know, if it's a two, then it's up to you as to whether you feel it's sufficient enough research on them putting... Um, you know put, piecing the information of your DNA together, but yeah. it's it's really cool you get you get definitely got get a lot out of it um yeah, I'll definitely send that across yeah. so you can have a look at mine yeah
1: yeah um, definitely.
0: yeah one last question I wanted to ask is um so newbies you got people who join the gym all the time, and I'm sure you get a lot of people asking you questions <laughs> if someone is I don't know, has been training in the gym for a little bit
1: mm-hmm.
0: and they want to get a little assistance from some enhancers. What would your advice be to those
1: those people? I'd say, you know, try and get the full potential from your physique before you even consider anything else. You know, are you sleeping enough? Are you training enough? Are you eating enough? You know, I mean, I, like I said, I, I, when I'm training for competition, I'm training twice a day. You know, if if you're not training twice a day, um, you're not actually Or Actually, there was one point where I was doing cardio in the morning, training, cardio at lunchtime, then going back in the evening, training and cardio again. You know, so I was maxing out. You know, and, and and I would say to people, if, unless you're maxing out, why are you going to even consider putting something else in your body? You know, if you're not sticking to your um, diet plan, um, like, you know, hardcore, if you're not training and pushing yourself on a daily basis, and if you're not, you know, taking it to the next level physically, why then are you going to consider anything else? If you're doing that, you will see results. You know, you will see results. And and I'd say to them, you know, when you get to the point where you want to do this as a living, or you want to do this as a career, or you're in a position where, um, you feel that you could be Mr. Olympia, (laughs) (laughs) then, um, you know, go for it but at the the same time i'd also say say also i've also said to to guys you know you're in your 20s you know your body's producing amino acids and testosterone that i can only dream about you know (laughs) so while you've got it while it's happening make the most of it you know when you start to run out of it maybe then consider but um you know i i (laughs) Give me anything to be back in my 20s and yeah. train, you know, because if I knew what I know now in my 20s, you know, I would have, um, I would have ate religiously, I would have trained religiously and got the most out of my physique then,
0: mm, yeah. you know. So, yeah, yeah, amazing. No, thanks a lot, man. That's 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 golden right there. And it's pretty amazing that you, yeah, you only decided that you was going to do it in your 40s after you reached your potential and that is only after competing in the ifbb so yeah. no nah, man kudos Nah, yeah. that's no nah, that's that's epic yeah. so thanks a lot man like where can everybody find you i know you're on instagram what's your instagram handle so everybody knows <laughs> <laughs> it's
1: drew drew dru and drew underscore ifbb pro
0: all right and um are you on Facebook as well? Do you have a page?
1: I am on. I'm on Facebook and Twitter. Okay. Um, mm-hmm. You can find me as Drew Fitness. All right. So if you even if you Google Drew Fitness, one of them will come up, or all of them will come up.
0: All right. Cool. Well, I'll put them in the notes anyway, so people can just like click on it and just go straight to your pages and see what you go, get up up to, man, and just learn some more nuggets from you. Like you're always giving some great tips. I've seen some of your YouTube videos in the past. There was one, I remember ages ago, you'd done one on cinnamon. Yes. I don't even know if you even remember that. <laughs> yeah, and I swear after watching that, shortly afterwards I bought some cinnamon. <laughs> <laughs> I've been using it like religiously ever since. Yeah. So we have got to know, Drew yeah. knows this stuff. Cheers, brother. No worries, man. Well, thanks a lot for your time. I really appreciate it. And um, let's catch up soon again.
1: See you soon, mate.
0: Yeah, man. Take care. Nice one. Thank you for tuning in today's episode. Any guests which I have on the show really provide some golden nuggets and useful life-changing tips. So always feel free to check out their social media platforms or website links, which will be written in the show notes. These shows are financed by my sponsors, so your contributions are always greatly appreciated.